a dark and dreary day. It's raining outside, and two people are walking in the woods. They're walking towards a lake, and it's a really big lake. And there's an island in the middle of the lake, and they're going to take a couple of kayaks and go onto the island. Um, also, it's winter. And no one usually does this in the winter because they're afraid of the island when it's cold and dark outside. Okay, so Jalander and Ravi, the two friends, are you know walking in the woods, making their way to where their kayaks are parked, and. Jalander tells Ravi that he's feeling a bit, little bit scared, but he's okay with that. Um, and Ravi calls Jalander a big baby, and they both hop in their kayaks and begin to row towards the island. And as they're rowing towards the island, they look up, and they were expecting to see the moon, but they realize, despite seeing the moon earlier, that it's not there. So that's kind of one thing that. Kind of throws them off a little bit because they could have sworn they just saw the moon a little while ago. But anyways, they they keep on rowing, um, and they see some waves in this lake slash pond, and realize you know there's there's quite a bit of activity that's going on under the sea, probably more so than than usual. But this you know this doesn't deter them. They're they're not too scared of anything going on at this point until. There's a noise, almost as if a giant boulder fell into the water, and the waves ripple so significantly that Jalander falls into the water. Okay, so Jalander falls into the water, and he doesn't know how to swim, but he has a life vest on, so he's panicking. But at help! Same... Help! And then Ravi says, "Bro, you have a life vest on. Just gotta act. Get back up into the canoe." No, I need help, Ravi. Help me out. I'm too fat. No, I think you're gonna be fine. I think you should just keep swimming, get back into the canoe, and then hop your way onto the shore. I think I'm just gonna swim to the island if that's all right.、Um, I'm not getting in the canoe because it used to be a kayak, anyways. So、um, I'm just gonna swim over to the island without you. Goodbye. All right. Well, if you're swimming to the island, I'm not gonna be a baby, so I'm gonna swim to the island too. So Ravi gets out of the kayak and he starts swimming to the island, and, and they both start swimming there. And it's really foggy outside because the rain has subsided, but there's still like a haze of fog that's above the lake. And as they as they swim towards the island, the fog starts to condense, and they can no longer see their kayaks. They're all sw- swimming, and suddenly, Jalander feels a ticklish sensation on his feet, and he says, "Ravi, stop, stop tickling me." And of course, Ravi says, "I'm not tickling you." Correct, and then、um, Jalander begins to panic. He begs. He begins 
flapping his arms, flailing his legs around, and he grabs hold of Ravi and pushes him under the water. And he pushes him so far under the water that now Jalunder is literally standing on top of Ravi. And now he's actually kind of calmed down because he's above water mostly. Only only calm though until he realizes he's actively drowning his friend. But so, then suddenly, no. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. So at that moment, when he starts to feel calm, he realizes that Ravi's body, which was underneath his feet, is now gone, and the only thing left is his life vest. Wow. His life vest is there, but he's not. And then he goes underwater to look for him, and he finds this cave that he goes through. And then on the other side of the cave, he sees some kind of bubbles indicating that there's a surface, right? So he goes up, and he finds himself in a cave and then he goes he gets out of the water and kind of collapses in the cave and tries to catch his breath okay so at this point is just clarify is Ravi with Jalander or is it just Jalander that's kind of in this area it's just Jalander that's in this area okay so wait I thought it was Ravi that, that didn't make it to the surface. Ravi was under Jalander. Yeah, so Jalander tried to find him, and then he goes. He he goes. He sw- goes to the bottom of the lake. Goes oh, the got cave, it, got it, got it. And then on okay, the other side it. of the cave, he realizes there's a shore. So he got gets it. out, and he's in this. He swims to like the dark shore of this cave, and then gets out and tries to catch his breath. Cool. Well, Jalander eventually catches his breath. He looks around. Um, and is just flabbergasted. He still can't see Ravi, and around him, you know, behind him is, you know, the cave where he came from, and in front of him is a sandy beach, and he realizes it's not dark anymore. You know, we started off with a dark and dreary night, but now it was bright, sunny, and really hot. And it's quite calming, and the waves are gently rolling um, and hitting the shore. And just, you know, in the middle of all this is this little hole that leads to the cave which he came from. So he gets up, walks through the sand onto the shore, and is still sort of in a daze, not really completely thinking about how he's going to find Ruby or where Ruby might have even gone. And he just takes it all in. And he notices a bird is chirping. And the bird comes down from the tree and sits on Jalander's head and begins whistling a tune. And then the bird hops in front of Jalander and whistles the same tune and then flies a little bit away as if to signal to Jalander, follow me, I'll take you where you need to go. So he follows the bird and basically this beach is just 
extending for miles. It's just sand dunes upon sand dunes, and it's it's kind of endless. Um, but the bird keeps flying and doesn't seem like it's tired. And Jalanda remembers that thankfully he packed his water bottle with him, so he takes that out, takes a drink, and then just keeps walking. Wow, what a contribution to the plot. Um, <laughs> Jalander drinks that water and his thirst is now quenched, but the water is all over. But it's okay because he decides no matter what, he's got to follow this bird because he's got no other lead. So he keeps following it um, through the sand dunes. And there's just one really, really large and tall sand dune hill and he finally makes it to the top of that and then the bird flies away and now Jalander is all on his own and he looks at what's on the other side of that sand dune and there's a bustling metropolis um it's a huge city and the lights are on there's tons of people walking on the streets and Jalander is confused but excited and he wanders into the city hoping that Ravi is there or someone can at least help out at this point. So Jalander walks into the city and he tries, he sees a couple of people and tries to talk to them but they just give him a blank stare and they turn away and keep walking. So he keeps walking. And this happens a couple more times. Yeah. Sounds like um, Inception to me, thought Jalander. But (laughs) he realized that this was no movie and this was real. And nobody was paying him any heed. And eventually, he kind of got to the center of the town where there was one person who made eye contact with him kind of an old man wearing um, what's known as a lungi um, (laughs) which is sort of, I don't know a cloth wrapped around his body Um, and he looked very wise probably because he was old and sitting down with a lungi on and Jalander approached him and said do you see me? can you hear me? And can you help me? He replied, Do you see yourself? Can you help yourself? (laughs) And are you really here? (laughs) Jalander was not having any of this. (laughs) And and he he stared blankly at, at the wise man and said, Uncle, Thank you for these words. And then he raised his hand and he slapped the man. But to Jalander's surprise, no contact was made. His hand went straight through the wise man. And the wise man chuckled. And he said, in order to see what is truly here, you must look beyond what you truly see. What does this mean? Thought Jalander. 
how do I see beyond if I can only see what I see? And he asked the wise man, can you help me see beyond what I can see? You must go to the center of the city and drink from the dew drops of the melon tree and then bring me back the entire melon tree and then I can help you. Jalander was excited. God. Jalander was very excited because he finally had some direction. And he was already in the center of the city and he noticed the melon tree was in fact levitating above the wise man's head. The only problem was that it was about a hundred feet above the ground and he had no way to access the tree. So what he did was go around town looking for some sort of giant ladder or rope or anything or a jet pack, what have you, anything that would allow him to access the tree. And while he was doing this, he he realized that it wasn't just the tree that was levitating above the sage. It was actually a reflection of the entire town that was kind of inverted and above him. And he wondered if perhaps the people in that town were somehow maybe the real people and the people on the ground were some sort of shadow or ghost imitations of the people on the town. That mystery was, you know, something in his head that would have to eventually be solved. But right now, he's, he was trying to find the ladder or something to access the tree. So eventually he came across a ladder and he climbs up the ladder. He drinks... <laughs> From the dew drops on the tree and then he pulls off a couple of branches of the tree and brings them back to the sage hello Jalander you have done what I've asked now do you see beyond what you can see and Jalander replied no not yet and then the sage lifted up his hand. Okay, Jalander, let me slap you. The sage slapped Jalander and suddenly Jalander's eyes opened as if for the first time since he was born, he saw the world as it really was. Insights flooded his brain. It was as if lightning had struck. So, as we were saying before, there was a city above this city. And after the sage slapped him, Chilander was transported there. And one thing he noticed about the people in this city was that they all seemed really happy and they seemed like they were talking to each other and having a good time. But at the same time, he saw a very subtle expression on their face that showed that they were missing something. And then he kind of realized that the people who, who were in 
Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he realized the insight that he got was not only how to transport himself to the city, to the real city, which he had successfully done, but also he realized what these people were missing was darkness and dreariness. They were so happy and filled with light and and all of that and they had this beautiful beach that they could access. But a critical part of their being, the darkness was missing. And he knew somehow that if he could bring them the darkness and make their lives full, that this would lead him to be able to find Ravi. And the reason for this is because he suspected that they had taken Ravi in some sort of futile, or not completely futile, but some sort of attempt to harness the darkness that was above through the cave. And instead of pulling, you know, a real part of the darkness in, they accidentally pulled Ravi in. So, so what he ends up doing is he grabs one of the people from that city and he tells him to come with him and to trust him. And he brings him to the other city, which is on the other side of the palm tree. And when this citizen sees the dreary faces of the people in the other city, he under, he realizes that he understands what true darkness and sadness are and after he understands this he brings it back to his people and describes it to them and then they lead what's this dude's name again Jalander Jalander to to a building where Ravi is tied up in a chair and he's been slapped mercilessly many times So, Jalandar unties Ravi, who at this point is unconscious, and puts him on his back and starts to carry him back towards the the palm tree. And now that Jalandar and Ravi have reunited, there's like one one thing left, or two, a couple things left. One, Jalandar needs to figure out how to put the life force back into Ravi because he fears that more than physical injury has occurred to Ravi that somehow his very life force or soul had been sucked out of him by these creatures who didn't know darkness but desperately needed the darkness so that was the first thing he knew he needed to do before figuring out how to get back so the way the way Jalander kind of thought thought this through is that now that well I don't know what he, what what he's gonna do so I will I'm gonna transition to you Asad to to figure out this this new quandary so Jalander takes Ravi back to the palm tree which transports him to the other city where the sage is sitting and the sage says, So have you found what you were looking for? And Chandra says, Yes. 
but he's not how I expected him to be. Correct. So I gave you one task to see beyond what you can see. And you have seen it. But to truly see is not just about seeing. It is about understanding and in order to understand you need to do. So you did it but you didn't do it. You understand? So Jalandhar realizes in this moment that this whole episode of him going into the middle of the lake with the kayak of rescuing Ravi from the city was really a test of his confidence because something that he always lacked was an ability to be confident in himself and an ability to i guess kill his fear that he had in the back of his mind for taking risks so jalander realizes this and he and he realizes that because ravi is in- unconscious he's not here to save me right now so i have to take matters into my own hands so he thanks the sage with the sage replies there's nothing nothing to thank me for because i simply provided guidance but the execution was all in your hands and that's when jalander realized that he had a key he had missed one thing so he had shown these creatures or people you know the darkness and helped round out their lives but they were still disconnected from a part of themselves which was the ghost imitations on the other island and what needed to happen he realized was for the ghost imitations and the real life or physical manifestations of these people to combine into one and at that point those people would be whole and they would release whatever darkness or energy or soul that they had stolen from Ravi so and another thing that had been bothering him for a little while he he began to question whether the sage who had been helping him was um whether he was a good guy or a bad guy and if never mind through that <laughs> he realized he needed so he realized he needed to combine the ghost bodies with the real bodies and the way to do that was through um the moon so originally what you know Jalander had noticed and Ravi had noticed was that the moon was no longer in the lake area and what he suspected occurred was that they had not the creatures on this island had not only taken Ravi in their quest to capture the darkness but had also accidentally stolen the moon and so what what Jalander had to do was find the moon which he immediately saw was right above the tree and take the moon back to um the regular world and in doing that there would no longer be kind of this messed up gravitational force that separated 
、um, the physical manifestation of the people from the ghost imitations, the energy would be released, and Ravi would come back to life, and everything would be well in the world again. So he takes the moon, and he goes back through the cave with Ravi. And he brings the moon back to his world, and then it floats up and plants itself back in the sky. And then Ravi wakes up, and he has no idea where he is, but he sees still under there, and he asks him what happened. And then the cave closes, and Chilander says, "Oh, you just passed out for a bit," which Ravi accepts. Nice. But there's a part of him in the back of his mind that also knows that it's not true. But and you know, Jolander decides maybe one day he'll tell him. But today, he was the hero of his own story, and he he wanted to enjoy that for a bit, so he did. All right. Cool.